Aloha, this is your mean squirrel, here with a quick disclaimer. This podcast contains explicit content and parental discretion is advised. So no bitching if you fucking get offended by anything. Thank you. Thank you very much. gentlemen for tuning into the squirrel tangent and that's one minute you're never going to get back <laughs> we got the suave squirrel back again because well you know what i i'm i'm an old fuck and my social life sucks and so i talk to like four people on the planet and uh well he's one of them lucky him <laughs> <laughs> well i was your trainer so i have to uh well no you don't have to you could have said that you know i'm a complete and utter loser and boring so thank goodness you didn't do that <laughs> but um so so before before we came back for a second hour that's going to be heard two weeks after our first hour you're telling me man you got a fucked up family uh trust me i know do oh that's that's on my dad's side that's on your dad's side is your is your mom's side worse or better uh worse uh Worse okay. than a knife wielding so, five year old? Hold on. Here we go. <laughs> so, like I said, my cousin married our, our third cousin. Now, on my mom's side. My, ding, 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 ding. Yes. More, <laughs> my, my, my mom's oldest sister is from a different dad. Okay. My, her sister and my mom are from two different dads. Well, my aunt had a boy and three girls. The oldest of the girls married her first cousin. <laughs> Luckily, she was ar- she <laughs> she was already into her forties. I wish that and- a microphone could pick up facial expressions because right about then I did. <laughs> yes luckily she already had her tubes tied or cauterized or whatever but yeah she married her first cousin that's just no yes ew Yeah, um, my family's both sides are pretty jacked up. If I told you the stories of my life, oh, you'd be like, how the fuck did you live through all that? And I know people that are just as bad. Like, I know this one person whom I'm going to leave nameless, but she ended up in a relationship with somebody 
who had the same name as her. Mm-hmm. They were opposite gender. It's just a, a, a unisexual name. Yeah. But, but they both had the same name. And he got her name slash his name tattooed on his dick. The hell? I'm trying to... Why? And, and, And folks, this is Tattoo 101. Do not get your significant other's name tattooed on your body. Period. That's just it's ba- the kiss of death. It's the kiss of death. So you 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 don't get somebody's name tattooed on your body unless it is your child or someone who is in your life that you've lost your 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 parent, uh, uh, uh grandparents, grandparents, some um a, a deceased spouse, you know, but not somebody you are currently with. That's just the kiss of death. It's just done. It's it. You might as well just be yeah, saying yeah. Number I, one rule. I, I plan on not being with you for very long because check it out. Here's your name, you know, but we can top dude getting his, getting his slash her name because they have the same name. So for the rest of his life, even though they are not together anymore, which I know this to be a fact, they are not together anymore. Every time he rubs one out, he is going to be rubbing on her name. Well, you could be saying, fuck you. So, there yeah, you yeah. go. I guess I'm going to be fucking myself. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but, but to top this one off, I, I, I found, oh man, let me see if I can actually send you the picture because I shared it. I shared, <laughs> I shared it with the Braddy's girl. We were going to be talking about it. And, and I, I well, I mean, you know, talking about, you know, I know of a family, you know, mom, uh, the mom, uh, her husband passed away, mm-hmm. so she got married to this other gentleman, and they became a blended family, you know, because she had kids, he had kids. Well, guess what? Her do- her son married her, married his uh, stepsister. Huh? Yeah. But okay, that's a little weird. So, in one way or another, mom and dad became the in-laws right away. Uh, yeah. And also grandparents. <laughs> uh, there we go. Yeah. So the guy married his stepsister. And, and the moment they and the, and the way they told it is the moment they met they they were head over heels for each other he he i mean he they have no shame in talking about it and he's like yeah uh within two days of us meeting each other we were already in bed with each other check your messenger <laughs> check your messenger oh god <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. So, that tattoo. <laughs> Damn. So, in description of that tattoo, apparently this young lady is dating somebody named Alejandro, who 
I'm guessing shaves his boys because she got his saggy, wrinkly ass nutsack tattooed on her shoulder above her breast with his name. Imagine him sucking on her boobs or right in that general area. Right. Like, like they're in the middle of boning and all he's doing is looking at his own nutsack. Like, what? That can't be a mood enhancer. Let's like, like uh, balls ain't pretty to a guy. <laughs> balls ain't pretty yeah, to a guy. I don't, even th- I don't even think balls are pretty to a woman. You know, it's just, ugh. Especially when they start hanging halfway down to your knee. Well, we don't need to talk about yours. You're the old man. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah, tattoo of a, some, you know, your significant other's name on you is a kiss of death. I mean, I have my ex's, I have my, literally have my ex's lips on my chest and I'm going to be uh, doing a cover cover up tattoo on it. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost me about 350 because I'm going to change it into a rose and putting my uh, my mother-in-law who passed away the day after Thanksgiving from COVID. Oh, so I'm going to put a rose and put her name right underneath uh, that and it'll be her all, I mean I loved my mother-in-law mm-hmm. to the very end. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we were divorced my ex-wife and I have divorced and everything, but anytime I went into San Diego, I would always visit her and she'd treat me like, you know, I was still part of the family. Yeah. Uh Oh, Oh God, what are you about to send me? No, no. Somebody was, uh, somebody was responding because I did a desperate search to find, see if we can get some more people onto the podcast oh. this evening and uh, somebody responded is like oh your podcast tonight I'm not even dressed I'm like oh well okay <laughs> there's that <laughs> but, okay um, so we we were talking about before we went on we were talking about remakes of movies and you know mm-hmm. uh, video games and whatnot so like Dune you know I saw the original I saw the remake which we both were like eh but now this New the part I guess they're calling that part two for some reason. No, it, it, it is it is a remake. It is a full remake. And now the only reason why they would call it a part two is it's going to be in a two part series. It is not. Oh. Going, they're not doing the entire movie at one time. It's going to be two parter. Okay. So so of movies that the originals and then were remade. Which is the best movie you've seen, and they remade it, and it was worse than the original, or the original, it was eh, but when they remade it, it was like, wow. See, for me, uh, and my daughter, my youngest daughter, she, when I showed her the original uh, Christmas Carol from way back in the black and white version, Mm -hmm. you know, she was like, okay. But when I showed her the version with George C. Scott, she's like, mm. oh, my God, you know, he was perfect for that role. You know, she yeah. was happy about it. And, you know? and really, I mean, it's just a difference difference because, like, there's one where they have Patrick Stewart did it, too. The, yes. The, it's been done a million times. And it's all about who they get to play Scrooge because you can't just have some random grumpy dude you need to get somebody that can really get get some some good 
good power behind that bah humbug. You know, you, you gotta get yeah. somebody that can really feel that, that, that change of character from, from hating all things Christmas to, to the, the epitome of Christmas spirit. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, and that's not sometimes, easy. You know, and I'm not bashing on women or anything, but I've seen how they've done remakes with women, like Susan uh, Lucci uh, actually did it uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s, something mm-hmm. like that. And it didn't translate that well. You know, she. Yeah, I mean, it. it if a story was written as a particular gender. Yeah. It kind of needs to stay that gender be- and not because of any gender fluidity or any gender stereotype or anything like that, but there are certain personalities that is really difficult or next to impossible for somebody of the other gender to do. Now, if you've got somebody that's transitioning, that's a difference. I mean, I know somebody yeah. who's gone through the transition that it, it, that I'm telling you right now, they are a guy. Yeah. Period. They may not have started that way. And having known him since before he was a she, I never would have, I, I never could have seen it because he was a very attractive young lady. Uh, what's her, uh, Cher's, uh, son now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name now? Oh, you know, uh, she, I forget his name. Um, I mean, you could never tell that no. he was started off as a woman. No, you couldn't. And I know, I know a couple that have uh, been male, male to female transition. Chaz. Chaz, Chaz. Chaz that's it. Um, because her, her, his female born name was, uh, Chastity, mm-hmm. I believe. But so. he changed it to chat to Chaz, yeah. Or even look at uh, Jazz Jennings. Mm-hmm. You know, they made a whole. Uh, they still do a series on uh, Jazz Jennings on TLC. Yeah. You know, and and you know, I, I, honestly, once a person transitions, that's a difference because they are that gender. But if yeah. if, if a role was written as a male, it. it because you can't fake the funk. Yeah. You know, you can't fake it. If you're not, if, if you are not a male. Now, when I'm talking to somebody that's transgender is that other gender. They may have the body of a, of, of a female and be a male, but they are a male. And that's the difference. No, you know who could have pulled off the female version of uh, Ebenezer Scrooge? Hmm. Uh, Kathy Bates. See, and there's, and there's she, that. He's, he's, if you're going to be a female in a role that was written for a male, you need to have a certain. God, that's a hard one. That's a really hard one, because it's not like a personality a, type. Right. You you need there. There's a just a clear masculinity to that role. There, there, there's just, just even if you read the lines, if you were to read the lines, you don't read female. Yeah. You know, you, you read grumpy old man because the reactions are different. They, they, the, the, the 
author wrote it incredibly well because you can actually see that like like I we were talking about earlier where the the three in one shampoo thing that's a very yeah that's a very man thing because yeah. you know it's just certain things that you typically do as a man that is just simply different than what a woman would do and it's not it, it and it's just not something you can really pretend well yeah and a well-written character you can just tell who they are i don't know if i've ever read a character that was completely genderless Mm-hmm. I I don't think so. I don't think I've ever read a character that was completely genderless that you could just swap in another another gender. Um, yeah, you can you can Here's do it, but I don't know. It's rough. Yeah, um, when Wonder Woman first showed up on the screen, uh, whether it was on you know in the theaters or on TV, uh, it went from bad to just amazing. Was Kathy Lee Crosby, she was the original Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. She had on a full bodysuit. She didn't have the Linda Carter outfit, right? You right. know, you know. And when I saw that that original one, I'm like, eh. even back then, I was like, eh, it's all right. But then Linda Carter comes in with her outfit, and like, yeah, okay, this is Wonder Woman, you know, because I've read the right. comic books, right? You know, and whatnot. But then you come to Gal uh, Gadot. And she just blew that. She that did. Out of I was really hesitant because, again, this is a this is a matter of does a person fit the role? Now she's got the where she managed to do it is because she has the personality for it. She does not yeah. fit what I expect to physically be Wonder Woman, because again, to me, Wonder Woman is this tall, statuesque, rather actually kind of thick with the two C's woman, (laughs) you know, and and because she's an Amazonian, she should be, you know, that rather intimidating statuesque woman. And, and again, that's, that's a situation where it's not even the gender. It's the, it's the physique. It's the, she manages to fill that role by simply carrying herself the way that seems larger than life. Yeah. And that's the only reason why she manages because she's, she's a little itty, itty bitty tiny thing. She's, she's really petite. She's not a big girl at all. Yeah. You know, but the way she plays it. Yeah. Had this movie been, had this movie been done 20 years ago, I would have said Lucy lawless without even hesitation. Almost. That's what everyone was waiting for was for her to do that role. Right. Lucy Lawless would have been perfect. And for anybody that doesn't know who Lucy Lawless is, well, then you shouldn't be listening to me because, well, damn it, you're not geek enough you're for me. You're too young. You're too young. You're, or too young. <laughs> Lucy Lawless is Xena Warrior Princess. Um, at, the, at the same time, it was uh, The Adventures of Hercules. The Adventures of Hercules. Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh. Yeah, they did the crossovers and whatnot. I always found it funny for him because... He always had the um the the bad gym practice build. Adventures of Hercules, if you look, he had the big thick arms, he had the big broad shoulders, the meaty chest, 
tight abs, and then he had these little itty bitty chicken legs. Because <laughs> he always skipped fucking leg day. And I'm like, <laughs> and, yeah. And I always find that funny because you see these guys that are gym rats, right? And and they've got like the, the tribal tattoos on the arms, and you can tell that they're gym rats. They spend, they go to the gym two or three times a week, and they're, they're always, oh, I pumped iron for like six hours today. And then, and of course, they only did it for 20 minutes. But they've always got like these itty bitty skinny fucking chicken legs yeah i'm like bah you need to be doing leg day for like the next month catch up yeah <laughs> your arms are not supposed to be thicker than your thighs <laughs> yeah no that like the rock okay dwayne johnson jesus have you seen how much he eats a day but look at how much he works out a day dude he has he has like almost five pounds worth of fish a day i mean this man is eating and rice 20, and about, eggs and 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 he's eating seven times a day yeah yeah he's yeah he's taking like twenty thousand calories were in his body but he's burning almost twenty two thousand. yeah because he's working out constantly like if he's not actively eating he is actively working out like that's his whole life if he's and not he, acting yeah, and the thing is, when he knows he's not going to work out, he doesn't eat as much because on those days that he doesn't eat much, he's actually playing with his kids. Mm -hmm. He's doing things with his kids. Yeah. His oldest daughter from his first marriage, uh, she just had sur or had surgery not long ago, and she could actually be the only four fourth generation wrestler in the WWE. Wow. She is actually working out in the performance center to become a wrestler. Very cool. I mean, if she wants to do it, man, more power to her. You know, I always tell oh, people is if you if you find out that somebody somebody your one of your kids has a passion, whether it be audio, art, driving, acting, whatever, playing the freaking juice harp, I don't care. If it's something that they love to do, encourage it, man. Let them let them enjoy oh, yeah. it. Because, man, I mean, here I am recording a podcast, and I'm having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I've got another yeah. podcast, actually. Uh, speaking of, there's a series coming out on Amazon Prime, The Wheel of Time. Oh, uh, Now, I don't, know, I don't know if you've ever read any of the Wheel of Time books. No. Okay. It's a high fantasy series. I'll get your, I'll get your hands on the first book. Um. I'm currently actually doing a podcast called The Wheel of What, where I've got another buddy of mine who is going through the book. He's never read the books either. And we're discussing it chapter by chapter. Spoiler alert. Do not listen to chapter one until you've read chapter one. <laughs> um, and it's really cool because what, what we're getting him to do is is... I'm reading the I'm reading the chapter and he's reading the chapter and he's reading it with his kid. And so we actually have a little segment in there called the uh, the smaller wheel where his kid <laughs> asks a couple of questions about the chapter and I do my best to answer without completely spoiling the rest of the story. Like my daughters, uh, my 21 year old and my youngest, uh, they love the Percy Jackson Percy Jackson series, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they hated the movies because they had. 
they're like you know it's like almost any other movie when it's translated from book you know uh well disney plus is actually going to remake uh all the movies and they're actually gonna go buy the book Good. So my daughters are super happy about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Uh, I I've actually read the entire Percy Jackson series myself. It was a fun series. I mean, I'm I'm kind of a mythology buff. I mean, I don't don't quit yeah, on any of mo- it, but it's a lot of fun. Oh, my daughters, my daughters, you could quiz them on uh, Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Oh, they nail it. They're like, no, this is how it happened. Da, 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 da. So before, uh, like, my, like my youngest daughter in ninth grade, one of her classes, uh, they dealt with Greek mythology. Right, right. And and uh, my daughter was always with her hand up. You know, the teacher asking, mm-hmm. who knows about this? Who knows about that? And my daughter was just on it because she reads everything about Greek mythology. Cool. Very cool. And um, she aced that that portion of her, uh, you know, her studies. Yeah, that that's that's always a good. Let's see, let me see if I actually have um, intro master holidays, my drive. I'm gonna see if actually I have the wheel of time. I think I have the audio book that I can actually share that with you. Um. Um. You know, for back in the day, back in the eighties, the uh, Clash of the Titans. You know that. Remake. Yeah, you look at it. You look at it now. Yes, cheesy graphics, but for back in the day, it was it was amazing. You know? uh, yeah. I mean, na- na- nowadays you got the four K. You know, high definition TVs. It's gonna. You could see all the. You know, the cheesy stuff in it, but right. The remake, yeah, I was really like, nah, I don't like this. Yeah. And then there we go. Actually, okay, I don't have the audiobooks, but as long as you have a means to read on your phone, (laughs) Merry Christmas, you can download it right there. No, ha- happy belated birthday. Oh, my birthday's <laughs> not until April. Well, yeah, your no, happy belated I... birthday to you. That's right, because now you're 50 years old. Yeah, all the, uh, the what is it, like the Samstown and uh, Gold Coast, you know, those that are part of that group, mm-hmm. uh, 50 plus is considered senior. <laughs> so what kind of discounts do you get now from them i'm gonna have to remember um, that because brandy brandy passed hers in january yeah uh station casinos is 55 okay okay so uh you know you get the half price on Okay. Uh, you get the half price, um, like almost meals. And when you're playing bingo, instead of paying, you know, whatever the price is, it's, you know, it's not as much. It's half the price, I think. Oh, cool. cool. So I, you know, I, I haven't really gone into it. You know, I just went in and had my little, ha- uh, it's my birthday. Uh, oh, happy birthday, boy. Uh, right, pin right. on me, you know, and they, they saw how happy I was and whatnot. So, they're like, and they're like, oh, how old are you? I go, oh, I'm 50. Ah, oh, so you're a senior now. I go, yep. 
Yeah, <laughs> that you know, and and uh, Brandy gives me shit for it because I I'm actually looking forward to being that 55. I'm like, fuck it. I know I'm a toothless old ornery fuck. But <laughs> when I turn 55 and I can get that 50 cent coffee at McDonald's, hell yes. You know, <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm looking forward to that. I, I don't give a damn. I, I, man, I'll live in a trailer park and, and for 55 and over community. It means I don't have to deal yeah. with, with with a whole bunch of, you know, uh, man, I'm starting to sound old. When music got too loud, suddenly I'm old. Um, <laughs> well, it all depends on what type of music, though. I mean, music nowadays, I mean, eh, <sighs> you know, it, you know, if uh, even my daughter. She, just saying that, just saying that makes us sound old. Music nowadays, back in our day, we no, it just depends on how they're they're playing the music. You know, if it's good music that you could dance to, okay, fine. But if it's just music to where you're blasting it and, you know, just to annoy people, it's a whole different story. But, you know, like if I walked down the street and I heard somebody blasting Silent Lucidity from Queensryche, I'd be, hell yeah, I would stop and listen and enjoy because it's just a beautiful song. But yeah. but half the music today is just like, okay, well, I've heard that beat 15 years ago, and um, I can't really get into the, you know, what, oh, God, I'm sure you saw that one from Snoop Dogg when he was making fun of mumble rap. And like, what, what's, what's with I this mum, I... mumble rap? You know, all these rappers sounding the same. Anybody can do that shit. And that's <laughs> he was just making fun of mumble rap, and I'm like, he's no. Right. Did you hear the one where all these kids nowadays were saying uh, Easy E had uh, stolen the song from this one female who remade Easy E song? <laughs> um, boys. Okay, so he sang "Boys in the Hood." Okay, mm-hmm. this female took sampled his his song right and remade it into her her song right and every when people were like oh my god you know she stole that from easy e and uh these kids are like no he stole it from her they're like no he died so many years ago so how could he steal it from her dude they had i think it was i want to say it was kanye but it might not have been but he did a song with one of the only surviving members of the Beatles. And there was people making a post. It's like, oh, how nice of Kanye to, to give this unknown artist a, a, a chance to, to go up in popularity. I'm like, this is a surviving member of the Beatles. That man right there has sold more albums than Kanye has ever even dreamt of owning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what the hell are you talking about? That's insane. And yeah. I'm getting a tour you know, of the house. <laughs> oh, it's because I was in uh, my bedroom and uh, my daughter was out in the living room watching TV. Ah. So I told her, oh, I'm going to be in, in the bedroom. So. Yeah. But, you know, it's. Kids nowadays don't know real music. You know, they think every, 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 yeah. But my, like my youngest daughter, you know, she knows music from the seventies and eighties because we watch that on YouTube all the time. Right. Right. 
and yeah. and there's actually you know one of my one of the ones I've actually grown to love. I don't know if you've seen them, but the postmodern jukebox. I I've heard about them. They take like eighties and nineties rock, and they do it thirties jazz style. Oh wow! And and it's on, really on TikTok. Cool. There's a DJ. You would love him if I can find him. Um. I'll tag you on it. And he actually will, he's mixed boy, two boy bands together. Huh. Like he'll take, he'll take the background music, mm -hmm. but then he'll add the vocals of another boy band or he's, uh, they've so done he, a, he does mashups. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, and everyone is always like, Oh my God, no way. You know, oh, and, yeah. and you'd be, you'd be amazed at some of these, oh, um, yeah. There was one, I think it was, I know it was a boy band. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it turned into Rick Astley. He <laughs> Rick rolled everybody. And, and then, you know, one of the ones that I always look forward to every year and this always happens that like, we just had one come up. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him, but DJ earworm. I may have. Okay. So every year. Uh, DJ Earworm does a mix called the United State of Pop. And he takes like the top 20 or 30 songs for the year and makes them into a giant mashup. Like he'll take the beat from this. He'll take the rhythm section from this. He'll take the vocals from this and that and that and that and that and that. And he'll string them all together into one cohesive song. Oh, crap. Like he's taking it, and and it's only like a four minute song. So he's taking like twenty or thirty songs, and he's snipping like two words from this one, a word from this one, and and two seconds of a track from this one, and one second from this one, and the beat from the bass line from this one, and and he's like layering them all together on top of each other to make one cohesive song. Oh crap! This guy's insanely talented. I don't know how he. I'm like. Dude, I was a DJ for years, and I mean, I can picture two songs, three songs, maybe even four songs on top of each other. I can do that. But but twenty. But this guy's doing twenty, and and he's layering like, ooh, I like that 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 half a syllable right there. I'm gonna use that. You know, I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's done one every year for like the past decade. So damn, yeah you you got to, you got to look up DJ Earworm on on YouTube. He is well worth the check out. My my, I keep referring to my youngest daughter, and because she loves Japanese anime, and there's one where, uh, well, my youngest and my oldest both love Japanese anime, mm -hmm. but my daughter got into classical music because of one called Piano in the Forest, <laughs> and from there. Uh, she started listening to a lot of classical. So now every so often we'll put on YouTube and it shows people like playing the piano, but they're showing the chords of mm -hmm. how to play it. Right. And there's one that, that says the most insane piece, uh, piano piece ever. And you, I mean, you're talking about hitting 20 or 30 keys within a two, not even a, a second, uh, one second. It's like, it's like that quick, you know, and you're Damn. talking about two minutes worth of a song. Oh, wow. 
That's kind of yeah. like that's that's kind of like through the fire. Uh, uh, oh God, through the wind and the fire, or something like that. The Dragon Force song from Guitar Hero. Oh, okay. And that those guitarists, like, and there's guitarists that can do that. But if you watch them when they're doing it, it's like, holy crap! How do your fingers move like that? How are you not just like spraying the audience with blood from your fingers moving so damn fast on the yeah. damn chords? Because it just shouldn't happen. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, I, I have I have complete respect for for talent, no matter no matter where it comes from, and. To the point, though, where I had one old guy on the uh, that that was looking at me because I was listening to Bloodhound Gang. Now, Bloodhound Gang is very much rap, hip hop, whatever. Um, most people know them from the Discovery Channel song. Uh, that's the one, uh, sweat, baby, sweat, baby, sex is a Texas rap to make me do the kind of stuff that only Prince would sing about. So put your hands down my pants and I'll bet you'll feel nuts. Yes, I'm Cisco. Yes, I'm Ebert. And you're getting two thumbs up. You've had enough. Yeah. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. So let's do it like that. Yeah, that one. But that particular artist, like they did a song. All of their songs are funny as hell. They got one called Kiss Me Where It Smells Funny. Um, but. <laughs> They got one that says, why is everybody always picking on me? And with that one in particular, if you listen to it, he goes at such a steady pace that you can't understand where he manages to breathe. Like, and it's it's on rhythm. And somehow he's managing to breathe while he is singing. So he's inhaling and saying things at the same time. I don't know how. He has to. That's like the only feasible way he could be doing what he does because he does it live too. It's like Kenny G when he hit that one note for like five minutes straight. Right. There's some way that, that he can manage to inverse breathing or whatever it is and these guys okay yeah their message is kind of jacked up i mean why is everybody always picking on me started off with a with a uh the whole thing is like why is everybody always picking on me always picking a repeated report for jimmy Papa Lee got the snots like a cause but there's a lot more wrong with you so back me up bill yeah and you're ugly too it's just a really fucked up song but (laughs) the 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 skill or the the dedication it takes to be able to do what they do, yeah, it's just incredible. I will never bag on somebody that's just really good at what they do. I don't care what it is. I mean, I used to work at a strip club, and I tried to climb a stripper pole once. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. I got like six inches off the ground and I'm like, nope, not going any further. And then some, some little rail of a girl comes up next to me, flips a hand up, grabs on and flips upside down and goes up the fucking pole that way. I'm like, how the fuck did you do that shit? And she's 10 feet up in the air. (laughs) I'm like, wow, the dedication it takes to be good at something like that. Hands up, I'm bowing. You know, I'm not worthy. So, yeah, got to give credit to talent where talent is due. 
Yeah. Just, just. Yeah. Just, yeah. And it's funny. Um, my daughter and I, well, you know, she loved this one kid who was on America's Got Talent playing the, the guitar. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, and she loves Ralph Macchio. Okay. You know, ever she saw him on Karate Kid. She's watched a lot of his movies. I go, and when she got to the guitar, I go, oh, let me show you one with Ralph Macchio from Crossroads. Oh, yeah. You know, that ending where the battle, you know, and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, my God. She She's like, oh, my God. It, you know, she just couldn't believe it. I go, you know what? I'm going to buy it for you. And the, we, I bought it for her, and she's hooked. She loves that movie. If you can find it, there is a series. Since your daughter loves music, let me see if it's actually available on Amazon. Um, there is a series um, called the G3. Uh, it's a concert series. G3 concert. Okay. It pops up in the Amazon search. It is. Um, so, you know, you can get the audio CD, the DVD. They do not have it. It's not on. Oh, wait. Prime. Eight ninety nine to buy on Prime Video. If you have uh, Amazon Prime, I don't know if you do. Um, yeah, you do. Okay, so eight ninety nine to buy. You're gonna want to buy it because you're gonna want to watch it again. It's a concert series okay. called G Three. In fact, there's uh, G Three Live in to- Tokyo, etc. It is Joe Satriana, Joe Satriani, Eric Johnson, and Steve Vai. Who are, by all intents and purposes, gods of the guitar. Gods. Like, Steve Vai, or or not Steve Vai, uh, Satriani, can play Flight of the Bumblebees on a guitar. Nice. With his tongue. The hell this this guy like you you see them play like at one point in time those are the three guitar gods but they get more people on the stage at one point in time they get six guitarists up on the stage if i remember it right it's been a long time since i watched it but they have one guy is holding on to doing the frets of somebody else's guitar so he's controlling the uh, the frets on one side oh, and yeah. strumming the guitar of the guy next to him like this. And then they have their arms all interlinked all the way down the stage until they have like this whole line of guitars. And they're all making this beautiful song together. Holy crap. Like, how how do you get that good? How, how do you? They they must live, eat, and breathe guitar, and I have to be afraid to, you know, if anybody actually got slapped by those hands, can you imagine how tough those damn fingers are? How yeah. calloused? How calloused, man, that they slapped your face, man, your jaw would just say, fuck it, I'm done. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, that that's, um, oh, let's see. Uh... Satriani, okay, some boom. 
Merry, I'm not going to say Merry Christmas because you got to buy it your damn self, but, um, it, it's well, it's well worth it. You can rent it for like three bucks. Um, it is well worth it, but sit down and watch it with your daughter. She'll, she'll, she'll really get a kick out of it for, for, in fact, um, speaking of crossroads, the guy that was, he was playing against that, uh, Ralph Macho yeah. was playing against that's Satriani. Oh, okay. And so that's, that's his, you know, that's his concert series that he did in like the early 2000s. Oh, wow. Okay. So definitely, definitely check that one out. But yeah, that's, that's us being music geeks. Jesus, we've covered every kind of geek. We've gone from movie geek, movie, uh, movie remakes, (laughs) book remakes, which, you know, we're looking forward to a few of those Dune. Wheel of Time, a uh, whole bunch of stuff like that. Of oh, I just, we, my daughter and I, we were just watching, uh, we watched the uh, the last three movie, or yeah, the last three of the uh, Infinity, Ms. Marvel, right, right, and, right. And, uh, yeah, and Endgame. Uh, we watched all three yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, I go, technically, as much as I like the movie, I don't like it because in the books, they had all the superheroes come together. You know, I go, even certain, even certain supervillains came together to help out, you know? Right. And and I should... There's budgeting reasons for that. That's kind of like in the first um, Deadpool movie. You know, yeah. it, it, he even brought that up. It's like, you know, why is it I'm only seeing the two of you? It's it's all it's almost like we're in a, we're in a movie and we ran out of budget for the rest of the X Men, <laughs> which he really did. That was the fourth yeah. wall, just being like, fuck the fourth wall. But you know, <laughs> but well, hello, Mister Lee. Oh, I see. It's nine o'clock, and you're supposed to get fed. Well, you're gonna have to wait about ten minutes. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I showed my daughter when uh, the Hulk falls into Doctor Strange's home. Mm-hmm. I showed her on because uh, I have it on the ebook. Uh, I go, it's actually the Silver Surfer that falls through into his house. Yeah, yeah. And, and they you know, change. They have to change some things for budget and concerns. They change some things because they think it's going to attract the you, the newer, younger audience. So us, us old school comic comic freaks are are like, what the fuck, man? That's not how it happened. But that's that's recreating anything from a book, you know? They, they I'm, <laughs> and they they never get into. See, I would have liked to have them do a Thanos uh, movie mm-hmm. because he was always in love with uh, Lady Death. He always, uh, he was always doing everything for her. Right. So, what, what's your what's your um, so far on um, WandaVision? You know, when I first started watching, I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" But what I loved is that they 
they threw in all the different sitcom uh, TV shows. That, that, oh my god, that was good. And that, but the thing with me is, is that when the show first started, and that's all it was was the sitcoms. Like there was nothing weird going on, other than you know you knew it was Wanda, you knew it was you knew it was Vision, but when that's all that was going on, I'm like, well, if I wanted to watch an episode of Bewitched, I'd watch fucking Bewitched. Yeah. And, and so that well, first two and, episodes, and I was like, I, I was now, almost ready to give up. Now, okay, so those who haven't seen it, spoiler alert, you know, right? It seems it seems like in the beginning, she actually wiped her own memory of what was going on. Seemed like it. You know, because, yeah, it seemed like it because not until the later episodes, she's starting to remember everything. Well, and and the other thing with it is, is that... Um, she well, actually went crazy. No, no. Um, the the way they're, they're suspecting it... Now, we haven't finished this series yet, and there's only a couple more episodes yeah. of the season. Um, but basically, what what's come to be the understanding is they think that she made a deal with the devil. Literally. Well, you know, again, you know, we may have to wait till season two to find out. But, right. you know, it, it, and also a sense, you know, she did go crazy because she lost Vision. Right. You know? Right. So right. she wanted her perfect little life with Vision. She was willing so to do she recru- anything. Anything to, yeah. to, to have that, that, to have him back. And, well... It ends up that to have him back, she ends up with three thousand people being her personal little bit slaves and and living out her sitcom yep. life. And damn, you know that's that's kind of brutal. And it also makes me wonder exactly how powerful she really is. She's ridiculously powerful, like borderline a god. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things that I don't like is, you know, when I heard that Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be coming out, you know, for the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Again, I was born in the 70s. I collected comic books during the 80s. And I know the Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy from the year almost 3000. Right, right. So there's a whole different uh, cast of uh, superheroes in, mm-hmm. you know, you have the one person, uh, Vance Astro, who was part of, uh, the new warriors in today's time. Mm. So, you know, and there, they, there was, they came from the future to help out during the infinity gauntlet, the infinity war, the infinity crusade. Right. You know, I had the entire so, Infinity Gauntlet series throughout, like uh, across all the different Marvel comics. I had the entire series. Yeah, in the my brother still game. has that. And, my and brother still has because it because when I was, I had just graduated high school, or right? I'd only been out of high school for a couple of years. I was in the California Conservation Corps, and somebody broke into my dorm room at the Conservation Corps and stole all of my comics. Same here. I had nearly. 5,000 comics. I, okay. I, I was up there, too. I was up there, too. I had the entire series and, of The Death of Superman. I had all the Infinity yep. Gauntlet stuff. There was an entire series where Superman exiled himself from Earth because he played judge and executioner for, for uh, Zod. I had that whole series. Um, 
I had the yeah, first so, I had the first appearance of Venom in a comic. Yeah. My uh I had the the number one uh Spider-Man number one done by Todd McFarlane. Mm-hmm. You know. You know, I had uh the Guardians of the Galaxy, which uh uh one of the characters in the in the comic book, the artist actually did the likeness of his son into the comic book. Right. Right. You know, so, you know, I, and this so-called friend who was ended up being a tweaker. stole all my comic books uh, now, 5,000 comic books at a minimum of a dollar 50 each. That's $7,500 worth of comic books at the very least. Right. And he took the, all yeah. my, com- yeah, that's ridiculous. So he took all my comic books and sold them all for $300. And when he, he when he uh, stole it, I stopped. It was like, no, nah, I'm yeah, not going to no, do this I, again. I, I haven't, I haven't had the balls to to get up and start collecting comics again because I had so much. Yeah, I, I had, and and to collect all that back is just no, oh, it, no, that I couldn't because some of my comics were worth you know several thousand dollars. Just one comic. Yeah. I had probably yeah. I had probably upwards of of two or three hundred comics that were worth worth a couple hundred bucks by themselves. Uh, to yeah. Have, to have, you know, to have to collect them all. I had there was a Wolverine comic for a while. I had the first fourteen issues of that. Never been opened. Oh wow! I had the first ten issues of Spawn. <laughs> Yeah, my brother, um, my brother still has all those. Which, which? That's another movie they're coming out with. They're redoing Spawn. Yes. I'm not yeah. really sure about who they got. They chose to do Spawn, but well, we'll see. Um, but the uh, uh, it's yeah, it's kind of hard because you know I want to get back into comics. I I go into comic book stores still to this day, and I look around. And I'm like. Man, I'd really love to get it now, but where the fuck would I start? Yeah. You know, how do you even start from scratch again? I mean, my brother, my brother had a a, a series called The What If. Oh yeah, no, they're actually what? planning on doing that with with um uh, on Disney. They're going to be doing some uh, what, what if What if the uh each of the uh, all the Fantastic 4 had the same type of uh powers? Mm-hmm. And uh, in this one issue, it dealt with all four of their powers. And two of the powers, uh, the fire, only one ended up being the human torch, which was Johnny. Nice. Uh, uh, his sister, and uh, because they burned down a building, an evacuated building that was going to be demolished, but they didn't realize that when they were fighting this one monster, uh, a mom had left her young child in there and yeah. And so, uh, Johnny's sister was so traumatized by it that she never used her powers again, but she became a nun. Huh? Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And then there was another one where all of them became things, you know, and, uh, Ben being the thing was the smartest of all three, all four of them. Right. So they exiled them. They exiled themselves onto 
uh, almost like a monster island. Right, right. Yeah, so that, that would be really yeah, cool. A- I've I've heard they're planning on doing a what if series on Disney. Like they just recently got the Daredevil and uh, Jessica Jones and stuff like that. They got the rights to that. Yeah. They're going to be bringing back to Disney, the Disney Plus. But so yeah. that that's going to be fun. But anyway, we are already sitting on another hour. Damn. We just went through subjects like crazy. <laughs> well, that is why we are the Squirrel Tangent. And hopefully this next time that we get to record, we are going to have the bratty squirrel back. Uh, I love her to death. And I always, I always, I hate it when she doesn't feel good. So we'll get her back. Oh, by the way, uh, new schedule. I will be out. Uh, I will be home by eight o'clock on Thursdays now on the new schedule. Sweet. Sweet. We may drag you in again. And, um, Oh, wow. What was I just thinking? My brain just went squirrel. Poof. (laughs) Oh, I have one final question to end this out. Okay. Because the numbers are coming down with COVID and everything and people are getting the vaccine and stuff like that. What's the first post-COVID thing you plan on doing? Buffets. Huh? Buffets. Buffets? I mean, yeah, because the way they're doing things now, I mean, they're serving you like cafeteria. You know, they serve you instead of you serving yourself. So once all that, you know, is all done and with, I'm going to hit the buffets. Going to hit the buffets. Dude, that does sound like a good idea because uh, I don't know if you ever have Saturdays off. Um, I, I always do. Okay, well, here's what's going to end up happening then, is you're going to have to dr- grab my ass and Brandy when they open up the buffets again. Um, and please don't grab my ass. It's flappy and flat and just not fun. But the <laughs> <laughs> the at the Silverton on Saturdays, they have a Polynesian buffet. Yes. It's I know Hawaiian I, food. And oh. Yes. I want to take my daughter to that. Oh, yeah. Big-ass plates of lao lao and chicharron and, and fucking, oh, halpia oh, for dessert. Oh, yeah. My my diet would go right the fuck out the window that night. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, you'd, ha- you'd have to eat light on the day before and light on the day after to recover for uh, sat- that Saturday. Oh no, because I allow myself once a week to have a cheat meal. Now, if that cheat meal happens to be like 60,000 calories, well, fuck, I guess I'm going to have 60,000 calories that day. But once a week, I get a cheat meal. I had my cheat meal Sweet. this week. I had a big fat ass fucking piece of carrot cake. It was good shit. <laughs> <laughs> So, once again, ladies and gentlemen, we are done with the Squirrel Tangent. Yet one more episode done. Um, As usual, though, we got to say goodbye. And if you want to check us out, we are on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok, of all things. And... 
please check us out. Pass us off to your friends. Let them know you can listen to them on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us there. Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts. We're on everything. If you do like what you heard, please remember to check us out at patreon.com slash Tangent. We hardly post anything on there, but... At the very least, you become a Patreon supporter, you will get a shout-out in an episode. Aloha. Bye-bye. Adios. Bye, Karen. <laughs> <laughs>